scoundrel you're a liar and a scoundrel <laughs> we make too many references we're just not funny we've discussed that you're right mm-hmm. i wish i want to make like the most obscure references so people can be like got it i know what that was from and then i will i will respect them because that's a game that i like to play you just won't respect yourself you'll just respect everyone else i mean that's generally how my life goes. I mean, judging by the trajectory of the moon and the sun, you're not funny. I hate you. <laughs> I bit lots of holes in them. <laughs> Dang it, I already left. I know, because I'm funny. Looking. Looks are in everything. I... <laughs> you're right. So as you can tell, we're in pretty relatively good moods today. Yeah. Right now. Right now, yes. Yeah, sure. How's your day been? Uh, hot. Hot? I mean, we are in Texas at the end of summer times. Uh, but, okay. Sorry. Trying to get stimulation for my brain. You need a fidget. I need a fidget. How about your day? How was your day? Tell me about you. I want to hear all about you. Okay, so I'm a Taurus. <laughs> no, uh, I had a good day today. Um, work. <clears throat> I recently got approved for a home loan, so I'm looking for houses now, which is crazy. You right. I'm excited, though. Me and my dog. Going out, living life. When this comes out, I will have lived in Boston an entire week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because... Last week, we did two. And so... And so, the Michigan one... Oh, that one will come out on Sunday. And so, this, this one will Sunday. come out... So, the next one we record... Yeah, I this will... one, you will be in Boston. Yeah. Newly. Newly in Boston. That's exciting. How do you feel about that? Terrified. But yeah. I'm pretty excited at the same time. Yeah. Mmm. Mmm. <laughs> By the time this episode comes out, I might be in the process of buying a house. I, yeah, you're already in the process no, of a loan. No, I have, have been accepted for. A I loan. was pre-approved for a loan, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I've ske- I've it's scheduled to go look at three houses in two, three days from now. That's crazy. Yeah, I'm excited though. For sure. What are we talking about today? Dreams. <gasps> Dream, dream, dream. Oh. I always think of Shark Boy and Lava Girl. I was like, sweet dreams are made of these. That too, except Taylor Lautner. <laughs> Close your eyes, shut your mouth, dream <laughs> a dream, I'll put you out. Dream, 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 dream. I could sing more, but I will I will make myself stop. <laughs> uh, so do you have any dream stories that you want to share? Um, 
any significant dreams that you've ever had? When I was a kid, I used to have a, uh, um, it wasn't a reoccurring dream, but. Mm -hmm. It was like a continuing dream. Yeah. So I would dream one night and then it would pick up the next night. And it was like. I remember you telling me about this when we were in school. Yeah. It was a really terrifying dream because it was like the end of the world and that's a nightmare yeah and the good versus evil battle was happening Mm -hmm. and I had to carry the staff of Moses and like whenever you died in the dream so like in the battle you were fighting like demons and stuff Mm -hmm. whenever you died in the battle uh all of you was gone like even your spirit Gosh, and all that that's terrifying and all that remained was like you, the memory of you see i wasn't even it's gonna terrifying. i wasn't even gonna touch on any of my nightmares i was just gonna bring up stupid dreams i had like when i was in fern gully and stuff i mean i love that uh yeah i love that it was great i could fly you could fly you could fly you could fly <laughs> you fly well i mean like the that dream the continuation yeah was I don't the know. Episo- had, episodic dream? Maybe. Yeah. That one just had the biggest impression on me, I guess. Yeah. Like, I had dreams all my life, I guess. I always had, like, dreams that would come true. Yeah. And that's something that scared me. Like, I would have intense deja vu, and I'd be like, where have I seen this before? And I was like, oh, I dreamed about this last night, or, like, a week ago. And I'd be like, hmm, curious. <laughs> Curiouser, I mean, that's kind of cool. Until it's not. (laughs) I mean, nothing, like, bad, but, like, it would be weird, because I remember one instance, like, very strongly, where I had a dream, it had something to do with me going up these stairs, and it was peculiar, because on the sides of the stairs, like, the walls, it was carpet, and, like, I've never seen stairs that had carpet on the sides. Mm -hmm. And then, like, a week or two later, um, I was going up these stairs in my gym, like, in my school. Because I was in, I think, elementary school. Maybe even junior high. And they had asked me to go upstairs to grab, like, a piece of equipment that they had upstairs. And I went upstairs, and I'm the kind of person who runs their hands along the wall whenever I walk. And I was running my hand along the wall, and all of a sudden it was carpet. And I was like, oh, <laughs> no. But. That's really weird. Yeah, just weird stuff like that. I've even had, me and my one one friend in college, were, we would have so many, like, deja vu moments that were, like, intertwined. It was really weird, because I remember we were doing something, and I was literally about to say, wow deja vu and my friend from across the room goes jessica don't say it and i was like say what and he goes you were about to say that you had deja vu and i was like i don't like this and we both freaked out and i was like how did you know and he was like were you really i was like yeah and he was like ah (laughs) i don't know where i sidetracked but no dreams are a thing i don't want to leave on my morbid note Give me a good one. Uh, <laughs> what about your, like, saving the world ones that you would have? That was a p- part of it, I think. Oh. Because, like, I was a part of the... What was it called again? It was basically Sailor Moon. Uh, basically. No. <laughs> I had boys on my team, too. We oh. were called the Protectors. That's, that's right. right. 
And, like, we were hand-chosen or whatever because, I don't know, I'm cool, I guess. Because I'm also, the chosen one. <laughs> it was my dream, so. So, hello. But, yeah, we we were the protectors and a whole bunch of us. It was all over the world. Like, kids from all over the world were in this group. I don't remember much of it, though, because I was, like, in middle school. <laughs> yeah. Now that I'm talking about it, I know that you and I were talking about this last time about what dreams like we've talked about dreams before oh yeah i don't know if we have like on the podcast no we were in my car <laughs> oh yeah we were driving through Bastion. oh i told you about a bunch of like weird nightmares and stuff that i oh, had because yeah. i remember nightmares a lot better than well, dreams obviously because they're terrifying yeah okay one i'll say it was a dream even though like at the time it was a nightmare but looking back on it it was stupid love that i had a dream when i was younger that and the way the way that it presented itself was like an old side scroller video game where like it's moving towards the right so you can't go back <laughs> towards the left mm-hmm. like you can't just keep going left and it was my house and with me in it had shrunk so small that we were in the grass and the grass was like a forest and a grasshopper was eating my house so imagine on the left side of the screen was the grasshopper's mouth and me running to the right side of the screen, but I couldn't go faster than the screen would scroll. Oh, no. So, like, that was terrifying, because I had it when I was, like, five or I six. I had a dream similar to that. Mm-hmm. Not quite. It wasn't... It was, uh, child... Child scary. Like, child scary. I was obsessed with storm stories. Uh-huh. And we were living in this house, but... And so in my parents' house, my bathroom is, like, the storm shelter of mm-hmm. our uh, house because it has all the plumbing and everything, mm-hmm. so it's more protected. But if need be, we could be in my parents' ba- uh, closet because mm-hmm. um, it shares the same wall. Gotcha. So it's still strong. Right. But not as strong as my bathroom. Mm-hmm. It's like a fort. <laughs> and in my dream, it was a clear, sunny day. And only I was in the closet. My dad was working in the shop, and my mom was TBD. Like, I have no idea where she was. (laughs) She was MIA at the moment. Yeah, but she was somewhere. Like, she was going to the closet. And a tornado was taking our house apart brick by brick. And he got... So you were, like, watching it slow motion, like... Well, no, like, it was a cartoon. It had oh. arms and a face, and it was taking oh, the okay. bricks apart. But that... at, at the same time, like, it was still destroying my house, and it was a tornado. Yeah, yeah. But it was also clear and, like, sunny outside. Was it, was it, like, you say animation. Was it, like, old, like... It was, like, the Tasmanian Devil tornado whenever he's uh-huh. running uh-huh <laughs> this isn't even my ultimate form <laughs> right but i got so mad at him once it got to the uh closet that i scolded it you shouldn't be doing this this is not how you like <laughs> how old uh, how were you i was probably six okay and so i was scolding it it wasn't even like me fighting it i just scolded him and then he started putting the bricks back brick by brick <laughs> this reminds me like this sounds like it... Have you ever heard of the video game um, Cuphead and Mugman? No. 
Okay, well, it's a video game that uses the 2D animation that they used to use for, like, old Mickey Mouse cartoons and yeah. stuff. It's amazing, the animation that they put into it. I think it took, like, eight years to make this video game. Um, but that sounds like a level that would be out of it. Yeah. Because, like, in that game, it's like old Disney where, like, you're fighting an animated flower man. Like, <laughs> I'll have to show you later, but it sounds like... Fighting an animated tornado. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that sounds like it would be a good match for that video game. <laughs> I told my dad that story. Uh-huh. And he was like, you watch way too many Storm you stories. You need to calm down. <laughs> I would, like, come home uh-huh. and watch it for my hour of TV I was allowed to watch. Mm. Gotcha. Just storm stuff. Yeah. But I'm terrified of thunder. <laughs> That's why. Hello. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I love to put myself through pain. <laughs> I mean, I watch things that make me not sleep, so I get it. Great. Awesome. Wow. Do you have any trivia for me? I have a couple. Okay. Okay. I had to breathe for a minute. I forgot. (laughs) I forgot how to breathe. Okay. Trivia one. What is the stuff that you find in the corner of your eyes when you wake up? So a lot of people call the it like Sandman. So a lot of people call it like eye boogers and stuff, right? Like bleh. what's the medical name for it, okay? A a nucleation. B a fakia. E epiphora. D ruum or E macula. And I'm sorry if I did not pronounce that correctly. <laughs> I'm trying. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go with C. Epiphora? Uh-huh. It is not C. It is answer choice D. Ruum? I want to say that's how it's pronounced. Uh, so, I don't... I was recently watching a show. It was Brooklyn Nine-Nine. <laughs> where kids took a field trip to the police station and they taught them morbid things and the (laughs) teacher got mad and she's like but they learned and so for answer choice a a nucleation she asks one of the kids what does a nucleation mean to prove that they learned something a nucleation is when your eyes are surgically removed gross okay uh (laughs) okay (laughs) a fakia is absence of the lens of the eye epiphora which is what you guessed is excessive tear production (laughs) And macula is the central portion of the retina. Yeah. I think I I knew that. Yeah. So those are cool. I tend to try to pick things that are still, like, similar or, like, in the same topic. Fair. But, yeah. Can I hear yours? Sure. So, uh, like you, I apologize for... For words. for, For words. I mean, if you've made it this far, you already know that I can't pronounce words. What is the hypnagogic or hypnagog? Yeah. Hypnagogic, maybe? Mm -hmm. Hypnagogic experiences mean involving dreams. A, when you go into a trance and dream. B, when you see demons. (laughs) Yay! (laughs) C, when you see spontaneous visions between sleeping and waking. Me. D, (laughs) just sees your face. That's not what I meant, but sure. I'm the in-between dream, baby. Ew. I'm in the upside down. Uh, C, D, D, D. When you see the future while sleeping, 
or E when it goes. <laughs> Don't laugh at your own jokes. <laughs> How do you know it's a joke? E when a ghost hits on you while sleeping. Like flirting or like punching? <laughs> like flirting. Okay. Hypnagogic. <laughs> um. Oof. I think I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say A when you go into a trance and dream. Close. Okay. It was actually C when you see spontaneous <gasps> visions between sleeping and waking. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. I cannot wait to learn more about this, maybe. Yeah. Okay. Yay. <laughs> Are you ready for the next trivia? Hooray. Hooray. <laughs> um, My feet are sweaty. <laughs> thank you. It's bad. Trivia two. The Dance of the Sugar Plum Fairy features a solo instrument invented in the 1880s. Okay. We're going to figure out which one that is. Right. A, the oboe. B, the bassoon. C, the harmonica. D, the... <laughs> are you imagining it on a harmonica? I can't. I have mine down there. <laughs> Listen. Oh. C, a harmonica. D, an arpeggio. Or E, a celesta. Is it D, the arpeggio? Close. It was the celesta. So, a celesta is a... Carillon played from a keyboard, which are like bells. I want to hear this played on a harmonica <laughs> really bad. I can try and learn it. I don't know if I have the right key, but... <sighs> okay. I could try. I Either you're going to do it or I'm going to look it up because I need to hear it. <laughs> okay. Maybe someone has done it. Oh, I'm sure. I really want to hear it. Which is not considered a common dream. A... Being chased. Mm -hmm. B. Flying. C. Being late. D. Having powers other than flying. Or E. Dreaming of tests or school. So I've actually looked into a lot of common dreams mm -hmm. because I have a lot of common dreams. <laughs> <laughs> You're just common. <laughs> yeah. No, but one that I've always had that terrifies me. <coughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, I have dreams about teeth. Like, teeth falling out and yeah. stuff like that. And, like, I've looked up so many meanings behind it, and it's just... I hate it. It's so scary to me. What is a common... Like, what is... Like, the meaning? Yeah. Um, oh, let me see. Because I don't quite remember it. Uh, it's a major life change to lack of self-esteem from the fear of getting older to money issues. It's a lot of things, apparently. But, but it's like... The growing older aspect involving major life changes. changes. Yeah. yeah. And so I've had so many dreams about it, and they're terrifying. Mm. But that being said, I have looked up some common dreams, and I, I'm i going to say that the answer to what is not a common dream would be flying simply because I know a lot of people who try to pursue... Um, what is that word? Like lucid dreaming. Lucid dreaming. They try to achieve that. Right. To where they can control that. So that's why I'm guessing. Okay. Almost. Okay. 
only reason why is because it's actually D having powers other okay. than flying. Because flying, I think they consider not necessarily just lucid dreaming, but like an experience I've had was there was a really tall tree in the courtyard of my childhood church, uh-huh. and it uh, had a really big swing on it, and so I would swing on it, and then it would break as I was up in the air. But so it wasn't falling. That. It okay. wasn't falling because I never had the feeling the, like, of <gasps> falling. I just released kept into the going. air and never fell. Gotcha. I just kept flying. Okay. Yeah, and I didn't have that fear of oh my gosh, I'm falling. But I didn't. I wasn't lucid dreaming either. Gotcha. Okay, I understand. Yeah. So, a list of common dreams, like, the most common dreams mm-hmm. are school dreams involving mm-hmm. studying or taking tests, being chased. I've had so many of those. Yeah. Sexual dreams, falling, being late, flying, being attacked physically, or dreaming of someone dead being alive or someone alive being dead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've had those, too. Me, too. And with my anxiety, being late is another one that I've had a lot yeah. of. But yeah, <clears throat> I'm really like every time we do the trivia, I try to figure out what we're going to talk about and it's hard. Yeah. Like I try to make it hard too, where you can't just tell from mine. Yeah. I mean, I talked about the stuff in your eyes and then the dance of the sugar plum fairy. So like, I don't think it's going to really tell you what I'm doing, <laughs> but are you ready to find out what I'm doing? <laughs> So I'm really excited for this one. It's a story that a lot of people know of, but don't know. You know what I mean? Like, they know of the story, but they don't know the whole story. It's like the Myths and Legends podcast. Yeah, um, because I drew lore. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Today, I'm going to tell you the story of the Sandman. There's a band called America... Mm-hmm. That did a song called The Sandman. Mm-hmm. And it used to be my favorite song. Okay, well, I'll listen to it later. <laughs> I always think of the Mr. Sandman. Oh, yeah, that one too. But I always sing it Mr. Sandman, sand me a man, make me a man that's made out of sand. Just because I like to mess with people by singing the wrong lyrics. Or Good. Enter Sandman by Metallica. <clears throat> Do you know the original story of The Sandman? Like the story behind The Sandman gonna go with no okay it's not what i expected so the short story was originally written by a prussian author whose name is e.t.a hoffman um i forgot what it stands for so i'm looking it up his name is ernst theodore armadeus hoffman armadeus or amadeus amadeus (laughs) did i say armadillo Armadillo. Ernst. Ernst. E-R-N-S-T. Ernst. 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 Love that. Theodore, without an E at the end. Amadeus Hoffman. E-T-A. Hoffman. <laughs> Estimated time of arrival. Yes. <laughs> and he wrote it in 1816. Dang. Okay. Um, E-T-A Hoffman is also the author of Nutcracker and Mouse King. <gasps> yeah. Which was turned into the popular ballet the nutcracker nutcracker um and the story came out uh i believe it was only four years after the brothers Grimm came out with their collection of fairy tales Mm. for children 
And the Grimm brothers would have considered E.T.A. Hoffman's stories improper. <laughs> so yeah. that's saying something. Yeah. Um, due to the extent of weird and scary elements. And, like... And this is the brothers Grimm. Evil. Yeah. So, uh, Hoffman's tales involved the things from our childhood that we would think is scary, mm-hmm. such as dolls or automata, um, and those are actually written for adults. Mm-hmm. So they weren't so much for children. Um, I'm saying um a lot today. Sorry, Sarah. Um, that's not okay. The Sandman uh, story shocked readers by reminding us of how fragile we are. And how our sanity and safe reality are fragile. Deep. Yeah. Uh, the whole story also shows how books and writing and art are very different in the way that they are able to, you know, show things and deal with things and feelings that are hard to describe other than in stories and pictures. So everything I don't pursue. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> I just think it's art and writing and all of that has such a way of conveying things that are so hard to explain. Exactly. And that's something that kind of happens in this. Okay, so what you're saying is he tried to go beyond that or, like, incorporate elements that didn't involve things like that? More so that, like, he's trying to make a point on something that's hard to explain about like how certain things from our childhood can influence us as we get older. Okay. And he's using those points of our childhood to convey that rather than like rather than just come blank like point blank like and using just, imagination. Yeah. Kind of. Well, like raw imagination. Yes. Like he's actually using things that a lot of us try to ignore. Yes. Okay. Yes. Mhm. So, Here's what happens, and it's originally in German, but I found it in English. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm going to have it linked. Okay. A a link to the actual English translation. Okay. It's a short story. It's 21 pages. It's not bad. No. Um, So here's what happens in Dare Sandman. We are promptly introduced to the main character, I guess, of this, uh, whose name is Nathaniel, and he is an aspiring poet. Mm-hmm. And the way that it begins is re- the way that the story is written is really interesting because it starts out as a letter from Nathaniel to his girlfriend's brother. And after that, there's another letter like from his girlfriend. And it changes after the letters to where it is written as if it was written for you to read. Like, my dear readers, this is what happens. Okay. So it starts out as letters. And he starts out apologizing for not writing in a really long time. And he says, you know, I've had this really dark feeling of foreboding. Um, And here's a quote. It says, dark forebodings of some awful fate threatening me are spreading themselves out over my head like black clouds, impenetrable to every ray of sunlight. And he goes on to say something awful has happened and that's what's really put me in this like dark mood where I don't want to talk where I didn't want to write and then he tries to explain it Mm. and and remember this is to 
his girlfriend's brother. Um, he says that on October 30th at noon, a man showed up at his house trying to sell, and it says weather glasses, and I've seen different translations as that being like glasses, like spectacles, or telescopes, like little pocket telescopes yeah. that you can like extend, but I'm not sure which the actual translation is, you know, because I don't speak German. Um, and they, that he apparently also sold thermometers. I don't know. Hello? That's in the version I read. So, this man shows up and he's trying to sell these things to him and he flat out is like, no, get out of my house. Mm -hmm. I don't want you in here. Um, and he's like, if you don't leave, I'm going to literally kick you down the stairs. Like, get out. So the man, he, he don't like leave. So the man leaves of his own accord. Mm -hmm. And Nathaniel goes on to explain, like, I know this sounds silly that I'm so worked up because of this dude coming to my house, but I know him from my childhood. It's almost like it. Kind of. He's like, I know this guy. And that's why I'm so afraid. Hey, I know him. (laughs) Yeah. He's just like, this is not like. It's not just a normal guy. I remember him. I don't like that. Yeah. His girlfriend, her name's Clara, she is a skeptic and a rationalist. And so that's why he's, like, really intently trying to explain this. To be like, listen to me. But to the brother. But to the brother. Mm -hmm. He's like, tell Clara this. Mm -hmm. I'm not crazy, I promise. Yes. So he goes on to tell of his childhood. And this is where the actual, like, story part comes in. It's still part of the letter, Mm -hmm. but this is where the story of the Sandman, I would say. Um, He says every evening his mother would send his children upstairs by telling them, it's 9 o'clock, the Sandman is coming. That's so creepy. And they would go up to stairs, you know, they wouldn't talk, they would go straight to bed, right? Um, And at one moment, he, he was a very curious kid. Mm-hmm. So, one day, he actually asked his mom, he's like, who's the Sandman? Like, what is this? It's your father. And she just tells him, like, it's nothing. It's just, you know, like, go to sleep or else your eyes will get so tired that it'll feel heavy like someone put sand in them. Mm. That was her explanation. And he claims, he's like, mm she was lying. I knew it. As, like, a little kid. Yeah. So, he, uh, oh, he says... He knows that she was lying to him because every night he heard the Sandman come up the stairs. (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) Did that catch you a little off guard? I'm just saying, like... Just no. I'm lucky my house don't have stairs. (laughs) Right. So, he ends up, he's like, okay, she's lying. I know she's lying, so let me ask someone else more likely to tell me the truth. So he asks his younger, his youngest sister's nurse, which I'm, I'm assuming is like a nanny. Yeah. Uh, who is an elderly woman who helped with the young children. And she tells him that the Sandman is an evil man who goes into children's room when they won't go to sleep. And he throws sand in their eyes so that they quote, jump out of their heads all bloody. He then puts the eyes in a bag to give to his children, (laughs) who 
whom have beaks like owls to eat. Uh, I'm just imagining me as a kid because I had insomnia since I was like six. Right. So like the Sandman and I would be best buds. Maybe that's he why he would I'm take blind. your eyes. Yes. That's why I'm blind. So these stories were very different that he has been told. He has been told like, oh, it's nothing. It's just a saying. Versus like, it's an evil man who comes and takes your eyes if you don't sleep, and he feeds it to his bird children. <laughs> like, they're different. So, he obviously is terrified. Yeah. Because he's a small child, like, younger than ten, I would say. Uh, and he tells of how terrified he was every time he hears the Sandman come up the stairs. And how he would then hear the Sandman, after he had come up the stairs, enter his father's study. Because his dad don't go to sleep. Apparently not. <laughs> so he explains that the Sandman didn't exactly come every single night. There Only would... on Mondays and Wednesdays. <laughs> <laughs> Only when mom was at home. No. Uh, he would say that there would be long breaks between the visits that he would hear the Sandman come. Mm -hmm. But then whenever the Sandman would come he would come multiple nights in a row. And then it would take, like, a long leave and then come back multiple nights in a row. Just don't come back. You're not wanted here. <laughs> right. So he's terrified. You know, he's living with this. A couple years go by, and he kind of replaces his fear more with curiosity about it. Because it's been a couple years, you know. He's now 13. He can conquer the world. He's 10 now. Oh, just kidding. So when he's too much credit. <laughs> no, but he's a very curious 10-year-old. So when he's 10, his mother moves him into a different room. I guess maybe he was sharing a room with his siblings or something until then. Probably the nursery. Probably. So he gets a different room, and it's close to his father's study. So he says that whenever the Sandman would come, there would be a steam with a peculiar smell that escaped from the room. And one night, he decided that he was going to figure out what it was. So he hides in his father's room. Uh, he tells his family, like, oh, I'm so tired. I just I, I need to go to bed before it's bedtime. Mm -hmm. So he goes upstairs before 9 o'clock, and he hides in his father's study because he wants to see the Sandman. So eventually, you know, things happen like they do, and he hears his father and another person enter into the room. And he ends up peeking out, and he sees the Sandman. But it's not the Sandman. He sees his dad, and he sees a man who he knows is named Capellius, who's a lawyer, who visits occasionally. Oh, it's always a lawyer. It's always a lawyer. Um, so Nathaniel sees the man and his father working on something, like they're bent over, like, working on something. And he peeks out and he sees what it is. And it is the face of a man, but without eyes. Like, Ew. a person. Um, one of the things that I had read said that they had been performing, like, alchemy. Some people say it was, like, an automaton. So, I guess it depends where you're at. Um, so, naturally, seeing a man without eyes, he screams. 
because mm-hmm. he's 10. And he gives away his position, and Capellius grabs him and throws him in the fire. What? <laughs> Hello? And yells, now we got eyes, a beautiful pair of children's eyes. What about his dad? His dad begs to save his son. Okay, good. Thank you. He was a good dad. He was like, absolutely not. (laughs) I regret. (laughs) This is my son. We are not taking his eyes. Please. Thank you. So Capellius agrees, but he's like, fine, I will inspect his hands and feet then. And he grabs him and is like twisting and turning and like, you know, manipulating his limbs this way and that. And Nathaniel ends up passing out. (laughs) yes and he wakes up and he i believe he was in a different room and his mom is holding him and the first thing he asks is like is the sandman gone and uh his mom says that the man's gone and will not be back good a year later he returns no (laughs) yeah um he comes and he knocks on the door, and Nathaniel's mother starts crying to her husband. And his uh, his dad was also, like, distraught, and he was like, I promise this is the last time he's going to come. Why was he there in the first place? I guess they had more working to do. Uh, no. He threw his son <laughs> into a fire. Like, he didn't even... He just threw him in a fire! <laughs> yeah. So... That night, that was the last night that Capellius was going to come visit, there was an explosion, and Nathaniel's father dies. What the heck? I don't enjoy that. Yeah, and Capellius is gone. So, that scene, like, that bit that I just went over, contains the, like, really traumatic core of the story, but it is only a part of the introduction of this story. Mm. So it has, like, a lot of the core trauma that this story talks about. But we're still at the beginning. Okay. So, um, the main section of the Sandman actually deals with Nathaniel's attempts at coping with the revivals of his trauma, Mm -hmm. which is beginning with the effort to convince Clara of the very real threat that Capellius is to him. So, what ends up happening is she reads the letter that he had sent to her brother because mm-hmm. she saw his name and just got excited and read it. Aww. And then she was like, oh, I realized I should have stopped whenever I, whenever you said who it was addressed to, but I didn't. And she kind of gives her input uh, and she tells him, you know, this guy cannot be the same dude that you're seeing that came to try to sell you stuff. Cannot be the same guy. Keep your head up. You know, don't let this wreck you, basically. Yeah. And he agrees, and he's like, you know what? This guy cannot be Capellius uh, because Capellius was German. And this guy that came, who his name, his last name was actually Copula, so it was a little different. So And he had a strong Italian accent. Wonderful. So he's like, yeah, you know what? You're right. You're right. That that I'm freaking out. That couldn't have been him. Even a guy that I know says that that was a perfectly normal Italian accent. Like, yeah. Um, 
And this is when the story actually does change to where it's written to an audience. Yeah. And it's like, dear reader, if you would like to know what happened to Nathaniel, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it goes on. And uh, Nathaniel once again ends up believing, like, nah, this is Capellius. <laughs> like, that was him. And he is trying to explain it to Clara, and he writes a narrative, like a story, mm-hmm. about how um, Copula or Capellius, at this point the names are pretty much interchangeable, you know, yeah. um, appears at the moment of Nathaniel and Clara's marriage and tears out Clara's eyes and throws them as glowing projectiles into Nathan's heart. Oh. That's what his story that he writes Wonderful. says. But Clara doesn't really act the way that Nathaniel had planned for that story. Clara is not impressed. And she is calmly like, Nathan, no. Nathaniel, no. And she tells him to toss his crazy tail into the fire. Like, let it go. That's kind of I know. Like, that's trigger. That's a trigger. Yes. So, when she says that, it leads him to push her away. (gasps) And he yells at her, you lifeless, accursed automaton. Whoa. Wow. He went there. He went there. uh, It became a big fight. Nathaniel ends up fighting Clara's brother. Wow. Um, And she ends up begging, like, please, not the one I love and my brother don't hurt each other sort of deal. And they end up making amends, and they hug it out. <laughs> All three of them. That's bros. And that brings about the first onset of Nathan's madness, of Nathaniel's madness, um, followed by more reminders of his childhood trauma. So, continuing on the story, there's a fire in where he was living, and it forces him to move to another apartment. And this apartment faces the home of Professor... Spallanzani, I think, Professor Spallanzani, and his beautiful daughter named Olympia. Mm. So, I'm not really sure what happened, but after seeing Olympia, he kind of forgets about Clara a little bit. Uh. Like, he, it says in the story, like, he had, it's almost as if there was no Clara in the world. That's... Or something similar to that. Weird. So he ends up, like, becoming infatuated with Olympia. Just from her image. Just by seeing her, you know? Sure. Yeah. It's creepy. He's, like, looking... Trying to see her through her window sort of deal. Like, just to catch a glimpse. Sure. Pretty much. <laughs> um, Like, never talk to her, nothing. Okay. So... One day, the Italian man comes back, Copula, and he's trying to sell his wares. And Nathaniel, I'm not sure if at this moment he thought it was the same guy or wasn't. Mm -hmm. But nonetheless, he is polite. And he's like, no, please leave. (laughs) Like, much nicer than the first time. Yeah. But then the man's like, oh, I also sell eyes. And... Just cash. When... It's what I do in my downtime. Right. And when Nathaniel's like, wait, what? (laughs) What do you mean? He 
just starts digging in his pockets and pulling out all of these pairs of either slash glasses or telescopes, whatever. Um, and he's like, look at these, look at these. And he keeps calling them his eyes. Okay. So they're not really eyes, but he's like, pretty eyes, look at these pretty eyes, look at all of these eyes. And he goes, yeah, I bet you want some eyes. My kid eyes. Right. <laughs> well, in German, I believe, like, his catchphrase was pretty eyes, pretty eyes. But in English, they had something else. I didn't write it. So he, he keeps just grabbing all of these things from his pockets. And Nathaniel's like, please stop. Like, you can you can stop. And he's like, look at these eyes. Like, <laughs> piling them. Eyes, eyes, eyes. Yes. And Nathaniel's like, I will buy one if you leave. Do you want to know something funny? What? Eyes, like I in German, means egg. Me too. E- <laughs> E-I, egg. But Algen is uh-huh. I. <laughs> That's interesting. Um... <laughs> So Nathaniel eventually pays and gets his wares to get the man to leave. So later in the story, there's a party. It's a festive soiree. (laughs) (laughs) And in the story, the way that it's narrated, because it is sort of a third person narration, it becomes clear that... Nathaniel is the only one who doesn't realize that Olympia is not alive. She's actually an automaton. She's a doll that moves only when she gets wound up. Ooh. Right? I don't like that. (laughs) Yes. And so, you know, he thinks he's in love with her. And so one night, Nathaniel hears a ruckus... Uh, and he finds the professor violently fighting with Capola or Capellius. Mm-hmm. And they're fighting over Olympia's eyes. It's just so upsetting. <laughs> I know. Um, and Capellius ends up taking the eyes and the professor's calling for help. And he exclaims, you know, like, that was my best automaton. I've worked on her for over 20 years. And Nathaniel loses it. Because he sees her without her eyes. Yeah. And he tries to, like, attack the professor. It says, like, he would have killed him. Except passersby came and, like, helped the professor. And, um, after he went a little bit nuts because of that he's sent to an asylum where he does end up you know coming to his senses and he's like okay (laughs) that was much (laughs) you know we're gonna get better and sometime later I guess he ends up reconnecting with Clara and her brother she is very understanding yes I mean he's going through mental breaks I mean Yes, fair. Like, it's very kind of her to be so understanding. And I'm not saying that it is a bad thing. I'm just saying... It's kind of a bad thing. She is... (laughs) Let's see where this story goes. We're almost done. Um, So they reconnect, and he's like, let's have a day together. You know, we'll go out and do stuff. And Nathaniel invites Clara to climb with him to the top of an observation tower. Aw, how romantic. 
Yes. So as they're gazing at the mountains and the forest, Clara is like, hey, Nathaniel, look at that little gray bush. It looks like it's coming towards us. <laughs> like, Look at that bush. That funny? Like, she, the way she was saying it was like, it's a illusion. Like, it's an optical illusion. And it looks like it's coming towards us sort of deal. Mm-hmm. So Nathaniel reaches in his pocket and he pulls out the spectacles or the eyes, glasses the eyes. or tele- yes or telescope whatever the eyes were pulls out from his pocket and he looks um towards the gray bush i guess and he starts he like puts it down and he looks at clara and he says turn around my little wooden doll and he tries to push her off the tower why unclear <laughs> okay. he's having a mental break he was triggered. So Clara's brother manages to rescue her because he hears her screaming and, like, runs up there. Wow. But then Nathan throws himself off the tower while yelling, pretty eyes, pretty eyes. Not okay. So that's the end of that. <laughs> okay. However, in 1841, Hans Christian Andersen of course. published a fairy tale. That was meant for a young audience called, and I know I cannot pronounce this because it's in Danish, but it's spelled O-L-E and then L-U-K-O with a little dash through it, I-E. I don't know how to pronounce that in Danish. I don't know where it is. Oh, I couldn't see it. It's too small. Give me a minute. I trust you. Did you hear that? Olukoy. Olukoy. With an English accent, it's Olukoy. Um, Olukoy. Old Lacroix. Um, I'm sorry to those who speak Danish. I do not. Um, which actually translates to shut your eye. Ew. And the character of the Sandman in this story by Hans Christian Andersen, the character is dressed up in silk pajamas and carries a colorful umbrella, and it's never referred to Andersen as the Sandman, but that's the title that most English translations assign to the fairy tale, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dr. Jacob, I cannot even pronounce his name, Bogild? Mm-hmm. says, it's a very strange story. Uh, he's a professor in the Hans Christian Andersen Center at the University of Southern Denmark. And he says, Andersen's Olukoy seems to be a benevolent figure, but he does not introduce the boy in the story called Heilmar. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing. Uh, he does... He does introduce the boy in the story to death and sexuality. But he does not throw sand into the eyes of children. He squirts milk into them. Sick. Apart from that, it's not a story with a regular plot, but it's more of a sequence of dreamlike tableaus. Uh, and it should be mentioned that at the end of Anderson's story, the boy discovers that the Sandman has a brother who, instead of coming at night... Uh, instead of coming night after night to our bedsides bringing dreams, he only visits each person once, bringing death. 
His name is also Olakoy. <laughs> that seems confusing. <laughs> Do you want dreams or death? Uh... So, that's the end of my story. It was good. I was not expecting it whenever I looked up the Sandman. Pretty eyes. <laughs> pretty eyes. Pretty eyes. <gasps> the the image, like, you should read it. I think you would enjoy it. But the image of that that he created with his words of this man coming in and just being like, look at my eyes. Look at all these eyes. I was like, ah. The eggs. The eggs. <laughs> um, but in the, I'm going to send it to you right now. In the description box. I will link both the um, original Sandman mm -hmm. story as well as the Hans Christian Andersen one. Okay. I have them both. As well as my references. I understand you've been running from a man that goes by the name of Sandman. Does this all this part on me? That was two different languages. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Let's go. Throws computer. I tossed. <laughs> you tossed it was a very well aimed toss too. Wow. It landed exactly on top of its case. Toss toss. <laughs> toss toss toss. Okay, tell me your Hustle story. Hustle frost. Uh. <laughs> so I drew paranormal. Okay. That's... Did you do the Sandman? <laughs> <laughs> no. Good. Um. No, I did a whole bunch of things. Are you gonna t okay? So the one thing, are you gonna talk about like sleep paralyzation? No, because that's not necessarily paranormal. Uh -huh. I have though, and I think I've mentioned it before. I have done an entire case study over um, sleep paralysis. That's what I was trying to think. Right. So in I've my had quantitative, that. it's not fun. Yeah, I get it often. Um, I wanted to conduct an actual case mm -hmm. uh, during one of my psychology classes mm -hmm. over sleep paralysis because it's an actual deal. Yeah, it's yeah. very much scientific, but alas, it's a little a little too extreme and costs a lot of money. Yeah. Uh, I had champagne taste on a beer budget, if you know right. what I mean. <laughs> but no, I am not necessarily covering that. Champagne taste on a box wine budget. <laughs> Me all the time. <laughs> uh, so I looked up basically paranormal dreams. Okay. Um, so according to the asdreams.org, it's a .org, so it must mean something. Paranormal, <laughs> paranormal dreams could almost be considered itself a term. Okay. Um, it is described as being different from a regular dream in a significant way that is far from the regular accepted range of normal dreams. Uh, these experiences usually happen to a person when they are at an unconscious state of sleep, like during the REM cycle mm -hmm. of sleep, causing the story is told by these victims to not fully make sense since they are in this REM sleep. So whenever you're technically in REM sleep, you're not supposed to remember your dreams. Yeah, because it's so deep. Mm -hmm. It's at an unconscious, almost like you're knocked out. You're supposed to be paralyzed. You're supposed to just be um, sleeping. Supposed to be catatonic. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Comatose almost. Right. 
And there was an entire list of paranormal quote unquote dreams, and I like types. Them. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. Please teach me these. Okay, so the first one was alien abduction experiences while sleeping. So it's whenever you are asleep, and then. Um, so it's whenever you are asleep and then you wake up in a place that you don't recognize with things happening to you, surrounded by things that you don't understand, and then you wake up back in your room. Hate that. During your REM sleep. Hate that. So you're not supposed to remember it. 100% hate that. Exactly. Ecstatic dreams. Oh, I'm so happy. This is where you are seemingly experiencing a euphoric feeling or overwhelming amount of joy while dreaming. Almost like you are feeling one with the universe. That's kind of cool. Yeah. It's like you're just feeling A lot of things are pretty positive. Oh, really? Yeah. For like paranormal dreams. Mm -hmm. You wouldn't expect that. Yeah. I like the interconnectedness sound of that one. Yeah. Like you were just... Being one with everything you were, sur- you are atoms. I, you know what I mean. I am stardust. Adam. Adam. <laughs> Me. Guidance dreams, which is when something is telling you information that you would later prove useful in making a hard decision. Hmm. And not necessarily like from a spirit guide or whatever, yeah, but you just, just dream of an answer that you've been looking for. Okay. Okay. Healing dreams where you or someone else receives information on how to heal an ailment. And there are like historical records. I've heard different stories from like um, people about to die and then they have a dream of, oh, you should give them this medicine, like herbs and stuff. Yeah, or try this treatment. Yeah. And it cures them. And they would have never thought about that. If they wouldn't have. Yeah. Oof. Right? Mm. Deep stuff. Yeah. The hypocognit experiences. Hypogogic? Hypogogic. Hypogogic. Hi. Hi. Is the spontaneous visions that occur in the twilight zone between sleeping and waking. I get this a lot. Okay. And it's kind of, it isn't sleep paralysis necessarily because it's almost like having um, a nightmare while I'm waking up. Okay. So I'm laying in my bed and I have to wake up. My alarm is going off, but I, it's dark outside. Okay. And I have this urge to turn on my lamp. And so, it's morning. Mm-hmm. But in my vision, it isn't morning. Okay. So I reach over and I turn on my light really fast and then I wake up. Gotcha. Okay. Sometimes also whenever I'm sleeping, I can still move or whatever, but I see something. Oh, yeah. But I can, like, move and turn on my light. Yeah. But it isn't like a shadow figure or whatever. Mm-hmm. I've never really knocking on wood i have not seen a shadow figure to this day but it's like that weird feeling anyways lucid dreams as we 
covered before are where you know you are dreaming and you can then take control over it. See, I never remember my dreams, like, these days, at least I used to, um, but I've heard a lot about, like, ways you can, like, make yourself lucid dream and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I find that very interesting, but I feel like even if I did it, I wouldn't remember it. Oh, It's sad. It's sad. I like this one. Magical dreams. <laughs> Me. Where you exhibit superhuman powers in your dreams. And not uh, necessarily just flying, but like... Gotcha, because that's why you said it wasn't a common one, because these are the paranormal ones. Exactly. Meditation experiences where you reach a transpersonal dimension. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Where you ascend. Your third eye wakes. <laughs> <laughs> My third eye has been opened. Oh, <laughs> The Eye of Mordor is on my forehead. That's bad. (laughs) Uh, Mutual dreams, where you and another person apparently have the same or similar dream about each other at the same time. I've had those. Yeah, that's weird. I've had those, and they're not cool. (laughs) Like, they sound cool. They're not. They're just terrifying, period. Even if it wasn't a bad dream. It's just... It's just the fact that that's happened. Yeah. That, yeah, Mind-blowing. The other day, like, literally last night, or technically this morning, I woke up at 3 o'clock in the morning. And I was like, oh, great, 3 o'clock, great. Cool. (laughs) Cool. Cool. I'm back to bed at, like, 3.45. When I got to work, my supervisor (coughs) told me she woke up at 3 o'clock this morning. Okay, coincidence, that's cool. Our other friend is the librarian. She woke up at 3 o'clock this morning. And we were like, what happened at 3 o'clock this morning? (laughs) Uh, Weird stuff like that. I'm not down for. I didn't ask. I did not sign up. I did not sign the terms and agreement. It's the half moon tonight. Maybe that means something. Um, I always just beat the system and stay up till 3. I mean, yeah. You snicker. But it's a thing. No, I believe you. I know, it's awful, right? <laughs> <laughs> I just I just thought it was weird that, like, me and the only other two people that I actually, no, like, that is hang weird. out with at work all woke up at the same I time. I agree with you. I'm, yes. Ugh. I couldn't, I, I wouldn't know what to do. I'd probably just be like, all <laughs> ah, right. Cool, cool. I'm not cool. hanging out with you guys again. <laughs> but I'm serious. I just don't stay up till three. <laughs> No, I stay up till 3, so I don't wake up at 3. Um, moving on. Out-of-body experiences, where you experience leaving your physical body and float around outside of it. And sometimes people have really bad experiences while doing that. Yes, I used to be obsessed with reading, like, ESP books and stuff when Mm -hmm. I was in school, like, elementary, even, Mm -hmm. to junior high. I would check out those really cheesy ones that were, like, ESP and had, like, pictures of out-of-body experiences and stuff. And that's always interested me. I've never had one. Mm -hmm. But I think that's cool slash terrifying. I don't want to. I I don't want it. I like lucid dreamings. But I... mm -mm. That's okay. I feel like I would get lost. You know how bad I am with directions. (laughs) I'd, like, go somewhere and they'd be like, how do I get home? Dude, that'd be so scary. Exactly. Not about that. Past life or parallel self dreams. Where you find yourself in an earlier time or in another place as a different person may contain historical details not consciously known by you. That's also interesting. 
Mm-hmm. I'm interested by the past life stuff. I don't know how much I believe in it or, you know, I'm, I don't put a lot of eggs in that basket, but it's still interesting to me, mm-hmm. you know? I respect it for yeah. sure. Because I don't know if they're right or not. There are so many things I don't know. (laughs) That's just the way that this life is going to happen. You're right. Uh, Psychopomorphic dreams. Fun. Where you meet those who have died in your dreams. I've done that. Mm. With family. Well, not like meet them, but you know what I mean? Like, I've had dreams like that before. I also used to talk to my my relatives that had passed away when I was younger. Mm-hmm. My mom said I would scare the crap out of her because I would just be talking to, like, my grandpa. And he was not there. Yeah. Psychic dreams, which is a general category for dreams which may contain a various of ESP, um, extrasensory perception, such as clairvoyance, healing, precognition, um, psychokinesis, remove, uh, remote viewing, tele telepathy etc spiritual dreams where you experience a gain or gain special insight into the spiritual of or religious aspects of life such as spirit guides and angelic meetups or even demonic beings Mm. Mm -mm. Um, vision dreams where you experience some outside force showing you a vision and is commonly reported to be on a sort of screen the visions are also usually deeply significant, even if it's not quite understood. Mm. Going into the actual story part. So that's the list. Okay. That's the list. And I have two stories for you containing two examples of this. Okay. And this will go pretty fast. So the first one is about a spirit guide mm. who reaches out during a dream. Make. I'm so interested in those two. Me? too like i want to meet them i I ask them all the time is it can i meet you yet please right i had a friend and i don't even remember who it was honestly like Mm -hmm. but one of my friends had told me that they had a friend that was could communicate with spirit guides that wasn't you right no no okay (laughs) (laughs) like i said i really have no idea which friend told me this but they said they had a friend that like that's what she did was like she communicated with spirit guides and would like and she told whoever my friend was who their spirit guide was and all this and I'm like I think hit me up (laughs) I think that though it might have not have been a spirit because I think like those are your personal people yeah like a guardian angel that's right I think that it's a very stop moving leave me alone um I think that it's a such a personal relationship that I I can't imagine somebody else being able to speak to them for me I don't know if it's them I don't know if it's, like, them speaking to them for the yeah, other person I, or, like, introducing. Maybe. I don't know. I feel like... Either way, I'm interested. For sure. I would love to meet mine. Hello. Hey, if... Please. If guardian angels are real... I know they're real. Hello. For me, at least. Hello? In my world. Hopefully. <laughs> Hello? So, this person's name is Denny. Um, it was made by this person named Denny on a blog site called psychicexperience.com. It's like a blog spot. Okay. And they wanted to explain and ask for help about this first time meeting their spirit guide. Okay. So they first start their story by giving a few background details about their life. Their first detail involved their mom mentioning to them one day randomly. She felt as if 
she was sometimes floating during her sleep and during her dreams as well. So, like, she would be laying down, falling asleep, and she just felt like she was floating. Okay. And then in her dreams, she always felt like she was floating. She also has the ability to fly at well, so lucid dream, giving her the upper hand during nightmares. (laughs) Yes, that'd be amazing to have. Can't (laughs) relate. She also claims to have predicted the future a couple times, but has always just brushed it off as a coincidence. And Denny was like, <laughs> okay. Uh, hello, mom. <laughs> are, oh, are you good? So Denny wrote that she told her sister about these um, confessions her mom made to her, them, and as well as the upcoming story that I will tell about Denny. And the sister replied that she too has always had strange dreams. However, in her dreams, she could wake up like Inception style within her dreams and then she would get them confused with reality. This has happened That's to terrifying. me so much. No. Yes. I always wake up in my dream and I'm like, <laughs> hello? <laughs> and I'm like wandering around. I'm like, this is this is a dream, right? No? No? And so then, oh my gosh, I just remembered one dream that that happened in. Tell me. And somebody was standing in that bedroom over there. (gasps) Absolutely And I'm not lying, like, I'm not making this up either, just for the heck of it. Like, this actually happened. I woke up inside a dream, and it was sunny, and my room was still green at that time. And I walked into my grandma's room, which is, uh... An adjacent room to mine that's also, like, a, uh... A guest room. Yeah, it's a guest room. And there was a person standing in there, and I have no idea who this person was. I don't think I've ever seen them before in my life. It was a man. Mm-hmm. A, a handsome, like, older man, mm-hmm. I guess. Uh, taller than me. And I was like, is this a dream? Hello? And he was like, yeah, this is a dream. You're dreaming. You need to wake up, though. Maybe that was your guardian angel. Maybe. I don't know. Are you getting scared? Yeah. I (laughs) forgot about this. Like, this was recent. Oh. Like, this was a couple weeks ago, I guess. Maybe. I don't know. I didn't realize it was that recent. Yeah, that's why I'm kind of freaking out. (laughs) (laughs) Like, my room was painted. I repainted my room. But in my dream, it was still green. Mm -hmm. And I was, like, younger. And I woke up, and I was walking my house, like, the perimeters inside my house, and I was confused. I was legit, like... where is everyone? Well, no, I was confused, yes, as to where is everybody, but mainly, like, am I dreaming? Gotcha. And I was... Have you ever had those dreams where you get stuck in them? And you can't wake up? No matter how hard you try? I get those a lot. I don't get them a lot. I did, especially when I was a kid. Yeah. Anyways, I'm sorry. No, all of my dreams as a kid was either me, like, needing to save literally everyone I love, or sacrificing myself, Mm -hmm. or teeth falling out. So. Those are all. They were great. One of these kids ain't like the other, you know? (laughs) (laughs) What about eyes falling out? (laughs) Eggs? Pretty eyes, pretty eyes. Anyways. Uh, So, her sister gets confused with reality, same sis. So, Denny believes that their family has abilities that they just haven't fully developed or accepted. They just kind of push it off into the background. I get that. 
So they continue their story by stating that lately they have been working on trying to meet their spirit guide and that they are a firm believer in the spirit world itself. Denny also claims that they have always been curious as to whether or not they would ever be able to actually meet and make contact with their guide. Okay. Same. <laughs> a few weeks before the story was written, Denny says that they really started to take this seriously. Okay. So they really started to put in an effort to make that relationship between mm -hmm. their spirit guide and whatever. Danny practiced meditation while they were laying down and getting ready for bed. And by doing that, weird things started to happen in their dreams. Okay. By meditating before going to sleep. Mm -hmm, because their brain was way more open Okay. To thoughts, I yes. guess, outside of their worries from the day. So Danny explains, and this is a quote, that every morning when I wake up, during those first few seconds of opening my eyes, I could see this odd dream slash vision in front of me. I briefly see a forest from the perspective of something running through it. Mm -hmm. Once I saw three figures standing by a lake in the forest and another time I saw a bird fly out from the trees it's really odd and I just don't understand the meaning of it <laughs> <laughs> me too what I what I'm seeing I see it with my own eyes open mm -mm. end quote Denny then states that they know it's not really there in front of them that they hadn't just woke up in a forest out of the blue right but it was a very real image to them okay at that moment okay so it really just shocked it was them. vivid yeah also while Denny was dreaming they claimed to see weird things in their head that they believe are from their spirit guide they explain that they are generally random things that they can't really find an expl explanation for at that moment. Mm -hmm. But at some point, they believe that it'll connect to something Okay, so they'll just later like, on. oh, that's what that meant. Yeah. Sort of deal. And they're random objects and visions. One example Den Denny gives um, in their post was, quote, the other day, I was laying on my couch, then suddenly I saw a wagon being pulled down a trail by some horses. It was very, it was a very brief thing that I could see, and then it was gone. Okay. So it was like the Oregon Trail just happened randomly. Just happens. And they're subconscious. Fun. But the big story began the night before Denny posted this blog post. The story went, quote, Last night I was trying to meditate in bed and keep my mind alert. I was focusing on my breathing and trying to let myself go. I suddenly saw in my head two people talking, but I couldn't clearly see them. Then when something else showed up, it seemed to step out of nowhere, and I think it was waving like it wanted my attention. All I could see was something very dark. It might have had on a robe or a cloak around it. I suddenly got shocked with fear. It felt like my eyes were fluttering. I didn't know if I could do anything. I gasped out loud to wake myself up and open my eyes. I could still see it. I just pulled the covers over my head until I fell asleep. That sounds scary. End quote. Yeah. They stated that they were confused as to why they themselves were so scared of this hooded figure, but they guessed that it was probably a, the mystery of not knowing or, like, the unknown itself. Mm -hmm. But they still didn't know if it was their spirit guide or if it was something else entirely, yeah. like a demon. Yeah. <laughs> also, Denny claimed that they weren't counting on their guide to come to them in such an intimidating way, <laughs> which, fair. Like, I wanted you to show up looking nice and like i expected you yeah 
<laughs> so I don't know. You they need to show up in your Sunday best. <laughs> Let's just say that. Yeah, and it was really sad because Denny said that it made them feel even more scared and alone by oh. seeing them, <laughs> like in that hooded way. And what if it was their guy and they were like, "This is oh, just my man. style of dress. I'm sorry." Right. I'm and just it's like emo so even in the much for first impressions. <laughs> like. Dang, I really blew this. I thought you would like this, Denny. <laughs> Denny, I thought we were on the same page, bro. <laughs> so Denny then ends this post by asking for advice over their experience, and they were open to any good and open advice that was positive and would help them on this matter. Mm-hmm. But I will also say that this was posted in 2010, so I don't know if they really want advice still. Do you want advice, Denny? Listen to my podcast. <laughs> but I mean, I'll look. I'll link the blog post in the description, but Good. I don't know if I would go to their hotmail. <laughs> right, and just be like, Dear Denny, first of all, I know it's been nine years. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they don't even have their hotmail anymore. Oh my god! But it was hotmail, so, you know. Oh, it was hotmail. <laughs> that mail is hot. <laughs> Anyways. I have one more story for you. Okay. So I found this on dreamstudies.org. This article was written by Ryan Hurd, who studies the topic of dreams. Okay. Uh, he, like, writes books and stuff. So the story, though, is actually comes from a man named Chris, who Ryan was, he was asking Ryan for advice. Okay. Dear Ryan. <laughs> Chris was like, help. Please. Yes, please. The case, and it was an actual case study that Ryan conducted. Like the thing you wanted. Yeah. You're right, but better. Ryan lived out your dream. <laughs> Through Chris. Through Chris. So, Chris started off with a long quote. Oh, no. The case started off, sorry, with a long quote from Chris detailing what he dreamed. Quote, I had a dream that men were kind. Just kidding. That I was walking down a corridor with old stone walls a man appeared i was part of a tour or something like that the old man spoke to a person in a group and said to them do do i know you at this point my heart jumped and very deep down i suddenly remembered i knew him but somehow i'd forgotten him i started to cry i was so upset that i forgot him he then turned to me and said ah Yes, I remember you. I'm Saint Claret. Or Claret? Claret? I don't know. I'm not sure. Clarinet? No. (laughs) A vision of the third word eternity. I said to him, why have I forgotten you? He touched my nose with his finger and said, you won't this time. Mm -mm, mm -mm. mm -mm. (laughs) I started to wake up, but there was a light inside my head. I knew if I let the light get brighter, something might happen. I checked, chickened out and got up and shook myself. <laughs> End quote. Same. I wake up and shake myself, too. <laughs> what does he mean by the third world or whatever? We'll get there. Okay. Chris told Ryan that he personally had no real religious background, and the dream itself was unlike anything he had ever dreamed before in his entire life. The next day, with the dream still fresh in his mind, he went and looked up the name St. Anthony Mary Claret, and sure enough, he was a Spanish archbishop and missionary who died in 1870 and was canonized in the 1950s. With 
little further research on the saint, he also discovered that the phrase third world eternity, which was a very important phrase to the saint during this time, was it was a real phrase that he said on a regular basis. Yeah. Third world eternity. Mm-hmm. When he was working with missionary work, he had been obsessed with the concept of eternity, which apparently began when the saint was around five years old. Chris also discovered this phrase stated um, stated about the saint himself, Claret, quote, Claret held a prominent theological premise that the wor- first world is um, matter and the second is spirit, and the third is knowledge that the first and second are one and the same. Okay. So basically, like, if we were to have three worlds, almost like the Trinity, I think, that the first world is matter. So our world is just made out of atoms and matter and just... Stardust. (laughs) Yes, we are Ziggy Stardust. The second is spirit, and that is God, the eternal. Your soul. Yeah. Um, The spirit world, if I must. (laughs) And then the third world is knowledge. The first and second are one and the same with knowledge, I guess. Through knowledge, you know... You could discover this phrase, third world eternity, knowledge is eternal, so on and so forth. Beautiful. So Claret's third world uh, is the integrated landscape of eternal knowledge. What was so important to this dream, as Ryan pointed out, was not the historical context, but was just how this dream made Chris feel within himself while he was living through it and after Yes. Chris claimed, quote, I was mortified that I had forgotten him, to the point where I wept uncontrollably that I had forgotten him. I kept on saying to him, why have I forgotten you? Also, the recollection was way, way, way deep down inside me, hidden away from my waking conscious mind. That would throw me for a loop. Yeah. Like, if I suddenly remembered someone and I was like, oh my god, you were such an important thing to me. Like, why don't I remember that? Mm -hmm. I would lose it. Ryan claims that it is too early to fully understand why Chris dreamt it in the first place. And he claims that he is not too familiar with anything like it in his own personal stance. However, he really believes that Chris might have been visited by a past life of his. Ooh. Based on the emotional response Chris felt towards the saint and how he knew nothing about the saint before the dream, before the dream leads Ryan to think that this could be a past life encounter or someone who was so important to Chris in a past life to come visit him in this life today. That's what I was thinking was the second one. Mm-hmm. Was that like it that person was important to him. Mhm. But because Let's go back. You know, let's dig a little deeper, you know. So, to Chris, the saint said, I am Saint Claret, a third vision, wait, a vision of the third world eternity. Uh, I said to him, why have I forgotten you? He touched my nose with his finger and said, you won't this time. Like, what if it was him? Because the third world eternity was so important to Saint Claret that he was angry at himself for forgetting that aspect of him and so now it was like he was outside of the situation and he could work his way back in Mm -hmm. 
That's interesting. Because it wasn't like the saint was going up to him and was like, you forgot all about being a saint and, like, doing, living your life for this and all this stuff and, you know, the church and things like that. It was more like about that. the knowledge. It was about the third world eternity. Yeah. It was about, like, the main thing that St. Claret lived His passion. For. Yeah. Was the hmm. knowledge. And the fact that he lived his life by our world is matter, the Lord's world is spirit, but the third world is both of them put together, which equal, which equates out to knowledge. Nice. This big brain time. Knowledge. <laughs> knowledge. Stay in school. Don't do drugs. Agreed. Is that it? Yeah. Wow. My brain. Yeah. Paranormal. <laughs> I'm thinking of so many things all at once. <laughs> wow. That was cool. Comedy. I really, I enjoyed this episode. Me too. I enjoyed this episode a lot. So. This is what dreams are made of. Oh. Hey now. Hey now. This How did we not think of that one? It's amazing. I don't know. What's wrong with us? Hillary Duff. <laughs> Queen. Um, okay, so what are we going to talk about next time? Tennessee. Tennessee. How does that You are a line? 10, I see. I, that's what I was going to say. How <laughs> you're the only 10, I see. I know, but how does it start? It's like, are you from Tennessee because you're the only 10, I see. I like the, how, does, how do people in Ohio say hello to each other? Oh. Ohio. <laughs> Wingapa. <laughs> no, it's Ohio is Japanese. Oh, mushy mushy. No, it's uh. Oh, hi. Oh. <laughs> What's the worst pickup line you've ever heard? Like said to you. I don't know. Um, I had a guy tell me on a scale of one to America, how free are you tonight? And I said North Korea because I was not. <laughs> Because, That's like, so I bad. I had heard that before, like, right. on the internet, and I never expected someone to actually, like, yeah. use it. Um, a person, it was, it was at camp, so uh-huh. it wasn't actually somebody trying yeah. to pick me up. But it was still a pickup line. But, yeah, they were like, are you Eve's apple? Because I'd pick you up anytime. Ew, I could... <laughs> church camp pick up <laughs> yeah it was something like that there were some really clever ones though i don't remember any of them but i love the fact that i remember the worst one <laughs> right all right well let's see north or south ready rock paper scissors shoot behind oh. the north winds okay i'm ready while you are writing that down in your <laughs> uh follow us on all of our social media at Aceyota, which is A C E O G A. That's it. Um, also, send us your stories, like your paranormal stories or suggestions that you have for our random topics on our even numbered podcast yes. episodes at our email at Aceyotapodcast at gmail.com. That's A C E A O T A podcast at gmail.com. And guys, we really would like those. Honestly, if you're thinking, like, you're going to hesitate, don't. It's just, really just simple. 
Just send something in. Yeah. Just send us something. I just want to read. We want to hear your words. <laughs> we'll read your words that we will hear orally in our brains. <laughs> I call that my head voice. My mo- my head movie. My my mood voice. <laughs> my brain movie. Do you ever read a book and you watch a brain movie? Y- yeah. Exactly. Okay. I want to hear your scripts for my brain movies. <laughs> also, rate and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. That's yeah. still the best way to rate and subscribe us. It helps get our name out there and leave us a noise in our reviews. A noise. Give us a, a noise. And, um, you know, follow our Twitter, follow our Instagram. We already told you it's mm-hmm. Aceota. Um, and if you leave us a review, we will read out your names on our listener podcast episodes, which should be coming out probably in the next month. Also, we may or may not be going out to actually maybe get promo pictures. Oh, yeah. So. We're going to start actually advertising before I move to Boston. So, yeah. So that's if you are an OG member, be sure to leave us a review so then we can give you some love on our next listeners love. episode. Amor. <laughs> Como se dice en alemán? Leba. Leba. I knew that. <laughs> I'm dumb. But anyways. On that note, we love you. We'll catch you on the next Monday. Okay. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> Bye-bye now. Bye-bye, Bye-bye now. Toodaloo. Uh, what's another one? Another, like, dream song? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. A dream is a wish your heart makes when you're fast asleep. (laughs) I know you. I I walked with you once upon a dream. I the only dream songs I know are Disney, apparently. I so familiar thing. No, wait. Sharp Boy and Lava Girl is not Disney. However, the only songs I know are kids' songs, apparently. And I just know one random 80s one. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <coughs> are you dying? For you. Who goes first? You. You didn't read your second trivia. That's right. My feet. I I need to take a shower. (laughs) (laughs) Like, like today was a really hot, rough day, and I didn't have a chance to take a shower before we started. So, after this, I'm taking a shower. I'm cool with that. Um, after this one. I, we are, I okay. Am, we are taking, <laughs> we're taking it slower. <laughs> Ew! Ew. No, but I'm taking a shower before the next go. That's fine.